Praise God. Turn around and look at your neighbor and say, you're looking good this week. Aren't you glad for God and all that he does for us and his love for us? Today is special. We welcome Teen Challenge and their choir. And so we're so excited that they're here. Today is also the Memorial Day weekend. Now, I know we've got a lot of folks out traveling and at graduations. So we ask you to keep them in prayer. I want you, if you would, to stand. We're going to pray for those that have lost loved ones defending this country, both here in our, with our military and our first responders. You know, in the 70s, when the Vietnam War ended, it was embarrassing how people treated our troops, and there was no excuse for it. In this house, we're always going to honor and we're going to respect those that serve us, both our military and our first responders. And over the last two years, I've seen things that have broken my heart in the way the police officers, fire department members have been treated. They're the ones that run in when there's trouble and they're there to try and protect and serve us. Some gave the ultimate price for that. They gave their life. So today as we pray, let's pray for those families who lost loved ones by them laying their lives down defending us. And let's ask God to just hold them in a special way. Father, we thank you and honor you, God, for all that you've done for this nation, for those that have fought valiantly to defend its freedoms, for those that have fought at home and abroad, Lord, to protect and to serve. We pray, Lord, that you'll just hold them in a special way if they've lost loved ones and let them know that you're right there with them. Father, I think about how you gave your only son, not just to protect us, but to save us from ourselves, from our sin. We thank you and we praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we're going to ask you to remain standing as we do a presentation of the colors.
you may have heard from some or been told in the media, America is a Christian nation. Amen. So we have, because of that and because of our freedoms, we have a standing invitation here at Christ Community Church for anyone that doesn't like this country and is complaining about it and wants to go to another one, we'll purchase you a one-way ticket. We need to be thankful. We need to thank God for the United States of America. This nation has spread the gospel all over the world. That's why she's blessed, folks. That's why God has blessed America, because he ordained that we would shine a light to the world. The day that we cease to shine a light of this gospel to the world is the day that God will cease to bless America. So we need to remember who he is. And we need to remember who we are, that it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We are so excited today to have Brian with us and the Teen Challenge Choir. And we're going to invite them to come up right now and just sing their hearts out. Amen. Give them a big hand as they come. We very much appreciate it, Teen Challenge does. Teen Challenge, as you uh, may know, is a Jesus Christ-based place for men to go with life-controlling issues. It consists of the first three hours of the day, academically. We pour in through all kinds of different studies. The latter half of the day, the four hours we spend vocationally. We have three super thrift stores. We have a furniture restoration shop. We have a full lawn service, a lawn crew service. And of course, we also have our in-house, which is kitchen, cleaning, various different other things that we do. But these men, on the most part, it's 100% Jesus Christ. It's a three-leg ministry. It's academic, it's vocational, and it's spiritual. Those three legs. Without those three legs, it doesn't work. The men that you see standing before you, this is extra for them. As they work, they all have jobs. They all go to their three hours of academic. They all do their four hours in the afternoon, vocationally. But then they come back and they work some more. They practice some more. And this is what you're going to see this morning in their hard work with song and testimony. We have two very powerful testimonies. We have three pretty awesome songs for you. And uh, we hope you enjoy if anybody has any questions after the service, I have all the information you need for Teen Challenge. Just let me know.
says, let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace and find grace to help in time of need. My name is Quinn Uzaru. I'm 35. I'm from Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Um, growing up, I, I had a good childhood. I, I really enjoyed sports. Uh, I have two brothers and two sisters. Um, I, I had a habit of uh, definitely playing basketball and um, soccer. Uh, I'd visit my father on most weekends. And uh, well, basically, I, I realized at a younger age, I had a, a habit of uh, using my father, uh, asking him for things, and he had a habit of, of saying yes. And my my mom pointed it out to me from a from a young age that it was a bad habit to have. But I I, I guess I didn't realize the extent of it. So like, um, whenever I was in high school, about tenth grade, uh, I uh, basically stopped playing sports so much. Uh, I quit the school team and basketball and uh, soccer. Um, started smoking pot and uh, really, uh, in my mind, I, I justified what I was doing, even though I knew it was wrong. And uh, it, it led to um, basically smoking more during college. And I also started drinking, uh, not too heavily at that point, but uh, later on, years later, uh, my drinking got pretty bad, and uh, basically, I, I dropped out of engineering school, um, 
in uh, 2007, and I moved to St. Louis, lived with my mom and my younger brother, and uh, started working at a restaurant. And uh, it was around that time that I, I started to, be, to become really uh, deceptive to my family. I had a habit of hiding my, my drinking and my smoking, and um, that was whenever I started experimenting with other drugs as well. And uh, basically, several years passed of, uh, of that, that habit, which got pretty bad to the point where, uh, you know, I, I was living with my sister in Memphis, and I started drinking extremely heavily. Uh, and uh, that's when I realized that I, I had a serious problem because I, I was living with her, and uh, she was allowing me to stay with her. I wasn't paying rent, and uh, I was working, and basically, all my money would go to uh, alcohol and uh, essentially uh, it, it, got, it got bad enough to where um, it was around 2017, my mom recommended that I go to uh, a Catholic program, which was in Florida. And uh, th they recommended three years and uh, I, I really enjoyed it, but I, I lasted about 13 months. That, that was actually, uh, probably the longest I had gone sober uh, for quite a while. Um, but I still had some, some, some maturing to do. I still had some serious problems that I just uh, wasn't uh, willing to confront yet, I guess. And uh, so I left that program, moved in with my father, and uh, he told me, he told me he, he didn't mind me living with him, but I needed to get a job if I was gonna stay there. And so, uh, I couldn't find a job, so I moved back home to, uh, to live with my mom. And um, it was around that time that I, I started using a crystal meth and uh, started out, I would do it occasionally, and it got to the point where uh, it, it was basically all that I had interest in doing. My, my uh, way of thinking revolved around it. Um, any money that I had would go to it. Uh, I would occasionally make rent payments uh, to my mom, but that was very rarely, and uh, I, I, I started to realize that I, I did have a serious problem, and uh, so basically I, I had burned every bridge that I had with other family members. Um, if, if I was lucky, they would talk to me very, very rarely, um, but I'd usually have to reach out to them, and uh, so my mom recommended that I go to Teen Challenge, and um, it's been a definite blessing for me. I, I, I had points in my addiction where I, I, I knew better, but for some reason I, I justified and, um, you know, I, there were times when I didn't really even consider the possibility of being able to get sober because I, I just didn't, by that point I had such a, a pattern of behavior that revolved around drugs that it, it was basically all that I had an interest in doing. and. Um, my mom was definitely the family member that she didn't give up hope on me, and uh, she's uh, truly a blessing. And there were times when I was uh, I was going through some things, and you know she would be there for me. And um, you know, without her, I, n I know that I would be in a pretty bad place right now. So uh, I I'm truly blessed to be at Team Challenge, and uh, they've taught me the importance of of uh, keeping a work schedule and academic schedule. And there were so many jobs that I lost in the past because uh, I'd start out pretty sober and by the time I'd get a couple of paychecks, I'd start using it again and I'd lose job after job. And uh, it, it's been a blessing at Teen Challenge. They've, they've taught me, uh, they taught me the truth about, about God, about Jesus Christ. And uh, right. I, I'm truly blessed to, to have a relationship with Jesus Christ now. And, you know, I, I was raised in a church and I took it for granted. I, there were times that I could have done better. I, I could have made more of an effort to, uh, to, to meet God wherever, wherever he wanted me to be. But, you know, I, I, it started at an early point where I would justify things. And before long, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't even going to church. And um, so I just, uh, Basically, they, they do a lot of scripture memorization at Teen Challenge. That's one of the, the blessings that I've received. And I, I'd say uh, there's a lot of great psalms. Psalms 23 is definitely my favorite. And the first verse is, 
the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. And uh, that's, that's really how I feel now in my life. Um, th there were a lot of times when I passed, I placed my values and things that, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was placing values in the wrong things. And I've realized now that uh, despite all of that, over all those years, God, God is still faithful. He's, he's with me. And, um, and uh, that, that, I'd like to thank you for, uh, for inviting us to come to your church. Thanks. Thank you, Quinn. I uh, also have a, a very fortunate that in the mornings during that three hours of academics, I also help with the, uh, with the home center academically, as well as lecture classes. And I've, I'm able to see somebody like Quinn when he first comes in and to see him now as, you know, it's incredible to see these guys grow. Not to say how quickly they grow, but to say how much they shine when they do grow. It's incredible, it really is. And I also want to say this as far as the support of Quinn's mom. She's usually here. She's, she comes to just about every single one of our choir ministries. I'm surprised she's not. She might be. I don't know. Oh, there she is. She is. Yeah. <laughs> Quinn's mom. We love you, mom. She, the, the, support, yeah. the support is incredible. And I just want to, you know, of course, all the glory goes to Jesus Christ himself. But... It's just so incredible to see him shine the way he does. Thank you, Quinn. That was a great testimony. The next song we have is Redeemed.
Michael, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Right. Come on, Barnard. Michael, I, yeah. I talked to Michael before service this morning, and he, uh, he, he expressed to me that God's been speaking to him, and this is his time to give his testimony. He's given his testimony one other time. He's been with the choir for quite some time. He, he's a seasoned veteran, I'd say, in the choir. But uh, God's got a word for him. Yeah! Come on, Barb. Hello, guys. How are you? Good morning. So, my name is Michael Barnard, and I came from Wayne City, Illinois, not too far from here. I originally grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, when I was in 1999. <laughs> and there was a situation that was involved with my biological dad, Sean. Snyder, and he was very abusive, aggressive, violent, and DCFS started to get involved in that situation. And because of that, my mom said, you know what, we're going to go up to Kankakee, Illinois. So we moved up to Kankakee, Illinois, till I was two. DCFS started getting involved again because she was leaving me at home alone at two years old. And she went on the run again from that and went down to Orchardville, Illinois, and dropped me off with an older guy I did not know at that time named Joseph Youngblood. But he was a relation to my biological mom's side of the family. So he raised me until I was around four years old. Then he started making phone calls, hey, you need a son. Do you want a son? And they said, no, we're good. We have a child. And so he called my mom's and my mom's aunt said, we already have a son, but I know who, someone who does. So he called this lady and she said, yeah, we'll be happy to take a son, you know? And so here I am in Wayne City, Illinois. I got adopted, I think July 23rd of 20, no, of 2005. Yeah, July 23rd, 2005, I got adopted. And I grew up in church. I went to every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, Wednesday night, every vacation Bible school, church camp. I grew up in the church completely. And my dad was an elder. My mom did stuff with children's church. He was on the worship team, same with my dad and my sister. And at the start of that, because I went to the church all the time, grew up in a church family, God put such a great calling on my life that I didn't realize at that time. And I didn't realize I was running from it. And as I got older, by the time I was going to 13, I got introduced to stuff I should not have seen. And my life started to go downhill from there. But I tried to live the good life. I tried to act like I was a Christian the whole time when I wasn't. By the time I was 15, I was at church camp one day and I, the counselor said, hey, your mom's here. She needs to see you. I'm like, man, get out of here. Quit joking like that, you know? And so we kept, we kept going back and forth like this. I thought he was playing around. It turns out I followed him. My mom said, hey, your grandpa dead. Your grandpa Joe is dead. I'm like, it shook me to the core. I'm like, really? I'm like, are you kidding me, you know? And I like, forget it, man. I'm angry at God. Forget this, man. I'm tired of it, man. I'm mad at you, God. And, you know, you took my grandpa, someone who I was the closest to. Sorry. The closest to. And I'm like, I can't, I can't believe you did this to me. What did I do to deserve this? And I went through at that time at church camp the rest of that week like that. 
I went to the funeral. I couldn't stand it, but my pastor was there supporting me. Then turn around, going into 2017, in my junior year, I lost another family member. She died of a rare breast cancer, and that shook me even more. And throughout that time, I was becoming more aggressive, more aggressive, more aggressive, violent, until I got locked up when I was 18. At that time, I said, my life's over with. I don't know what to do. I hit rock bottom. That's it. But something inside of me was saying, hey, there's something greater than this. Jesus is Lord. I was thinking, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And so I looked it up. It said, those who have the spirit of God cannot curse. Say, Jesus be cursed. Only by the spirit of God can people say, Jesus is Lord. And so I started saying that over and over again. I prayed for forgiveness from my uh, father, uh, a good relationship with my dad, uh, my pastor to come visit me, and forgiveness of my sins. And all three of those happened throughout the time I was in county. When I was, one thing, when I was 19, I got called into the ministry. And I, I did not know what I was supposed to do with my life at that time. I was like, I have no idea, God, what you want me to do. So one night at a Thursday night men's Bible study at County, this older gentleman, a minister walked up to me and said, hey, you should start a ministry for troubled youth. I was thinking, I don't know about that. So I walked away. I prayed that night. I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? Do you just what you want? He's like, yes, I want you to do a ministry for every single person. And then I'm like, okay. Throughout all that time, by the time I was 20, I got called as a preacher. And then I was walking with the Lord it wasn't easy. I had my ups and I had my downs. And when I was 21, I got released July 9th of 2021 and from prison. And I was so happy to go to churches and everything to fulfill what God called me to do. And then I got the gift of speaking in tongues and baptism of the Holy Spirit. He was there. And Ever since then, my life has changed even more. And once I graduate next month, I'm going to end up going to work with Christine Kane out in Santa Ana, California, then go over to Hillsong Church and preach there. God woke me up March the 7th, 2021, with this verse. It's in Isaiah 61. For the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. The, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim to the captives that they will be released. And he has sent me to the poor. Oh, sorry. He, he went to, he sent me to the prison to let those know that they're in prison. They'll be released, you know, they'll be free. And God said, that's your life verse. That's what I'm going to call you to do. And ever since then, last Thursday, two healings happened right there. I prayed over them. God healed them right then and there. And yeah. that Sunday, I prayed for someone to be saved. That Sunday morning at church, someone gave their life to Christ. And Robbie Mitchell, the the popular evangelist came and said, hey, God's going to use you. You're going to have your own ministry. He, God, you seem to reconfirm what he's spoken to me. And ever since then, I've seen so much and so much spiritual battle because Stephen Furtick said the greater the attack, the greater the anointing and the greater the calling. And I have went through so much spiritual attack with Satan head on and, and with demonic entities since I was a child. And so... I'm just thankful that I'm here at Teen Challenge because if, if I didn't come here when I got released from prison, I would have not known about this calling to go preach for Hillsong, and I would have not even went through any of this stuff. Praise God. Praise God. That's awesome. Uh, Michael works at uh, the Sykeston Thrift Store, the Sykeston Super Thrift Store, he has the opportunity of, you know, quite a few customers that come in and they seek him out because these healings have been taking place there at that store. So a lot of these guys, they get an opportunity, a special opportunity. Um, they work at the thrift store or, you know, they're part of the lawn crew and they are able to pray for people throughout the community. It's really awesome. Thank you, Michael. Good testimony. God, you're so good. 
How many of you believe that, that God is yeah. so good? God is so good. I thought about Michael talking about how that they were calling around trying to find somebody that wanted him. Have you ever felt like that? Does anybody want me? Does anybody even care about me? Trying to feel like it gets shifted from one place to another. It reminded me of another story that I heard about a person that was at the end of his life. He'd wasted his life, and his life was over. He was hanging on a cross next to another man when all of a sudden he looked at that man and he thought, you know what? That's more than a man hanging up there. That's, that, that's more than just an individual. I, I deserve what I'm getting, but he didn't do anything to deserve this. And all of a sudden he took a deep breath and just spoke out in faith and said remember me this is memorial day <laughs> remember me you would have thought that jesus would have looked at him and said are you kidding man you've blown it remember you i remember you i remember everything you did i remember everything you got wrong i remember all your failures but that's not what he said that day what he saw was a heart that was open and broken. And for the first time in his life, that thief on the cross came to the realization that I need somebody bigger than I am. How about you today? Do you, have you come to that realization that this isn't about me, this is all about him, and I need him to help me? And all he did was ask, remember me. That was the first Memorial Day. <laughs> Jesus turned around and he looked at him and he said, today, you're going to be with me in paradise. Let me, let, let me leave you with something. Could it be that God has just been waiting for you to ask? Could it be that he's been there all along? Michael, from what you said, even in the middle of everything that was going on in your life, he was there. He was there when things weren't going right. He was there when we blew it. He was there when others blew it around us. He was there when mom didn't love you the way she needed to love you when dad didn't love you the way he needed to love you but you can rest assured of this one thing that god always loved you the way you were intended to be loved and it comes down to that just final moment of saying god i can't do this on my own and when you ask he makes all the difference Somebody say it with me. He makes a difference. I remember when I was 18, and that's been a couple years ago. And I remember it. I, 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 what are you laughing about? No, okay, no. He's, all right, it's been over a couple years ago. I remember at 18 finally coming to that place because I was, I was at a crossroads and I could go either way. And I remember finally dropping down on my knees and I said, God, I can't live for you like this because I'd go to church on Sunday, but I'd go do everything else. And I said, I can't live for you like this. I've either got to serve you with everything that I have or I can't serve you at all. And I said, God, I really want to serve you. And that's all it took. How many of you really want to today? 
I mean, you know, you, you, you feel it down deep. I really want to. How many of you want him to use you today? Amen. These young men, God is opening up doors for you. Look, you're just in, on a journey, man. You just, you know, it, it comes down to this. Is don't get discouraged where you're at because you, you haven't reached a final destination. And you need to know that the God that called you is able to equip you and provide everything that you have need of. He'll open doors that we never thought could open. He'll create opportunity that we didn't think existed. And all it takes is just saying, God, remember me. I want to serve you. Would you stand with me today? We're going to take up a special offering for Teen Challenge. I want you to give today from your heart. It's making a difference in individuals' lives. How many of you guys are glad that you found Teen Challenge? Oh, yeah. Praise God. How many, look, can I ask you a question? How many of you found it was a little tough when you first got there? <laughs> How many of you glad you stuck it out? Let me just share this with you. If you're ever going to do anything in life, you're going to have to get a backbone instead of a wishbone. And you're going to have to learn how to stick it out. You're going to have to learn how to trust God and say, I don't care how many devils are trying to stand against me. If God be for us, who my friend can be against us? And every once in a while, you've heard me say this, you've got to get like Popeye and say, I've stood all I can stand and I can't stand no more, and go for the spinach. And in this case, that's Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's have stretch your hands. We're going to pray. Father, we just pray your blessing over this group of young men. We ask you, God, to, Lord, let your favor rest on them. I'm asking you, God, to order their steps. I pray, Father, Lord, that you apprehend their hearts and let them be able to take a step back and just like pause for a moment and say remember me and then God like a GPS begin to give direction and let them know which turn to take which road to go down that'll bring you glory and honor we give you praise and thanks for that we ask your blessing over those that are giving today, God, that you'll multiply it back to them, pressed down, shaking together and running over. We pray it all in Jesus' name. And everybody say, amen. amen.